Alright guys, uh, I'm Evan Maher, DAP student, LIT, uh, here to talk about Kevin Kelly's The Inevitable and his chapter on interacting. Uh, okay, uh, he covers VR and AR, uh, the origins of which is, um, yeah, he, he talks about the power of VR and its original conception during uh, the 1989 uh, and the 90s. It was, it was kick-started by just little bands of uh, people who were interested, universities and even the US military. Uh, and since then, the tech has evolved from primitive simulations into high-quality resolution synthetic worlds and communities. You know, like, you've all seen chat rooms and all that, like the new uh, VR chat rooms and stuff like that. So, and uh, some of the reasons that it took so long uh, to get where we are now is because, uh, yeah, uh, like between the 90s and 2015, there wasn't really a lot of um, interest in VR because uh, the kind of primitive uh, programs and uh, <laughs> the primitive uh, tech that they were using would just make you sick and nauseous after... 10 minutes of use, like, uh, it was just poor quality kind of uh, tech, uh, and the really good tech was just too expensive for any normal consumer, like, uh, okay, uh, it was with the, the growing popularity of smartphones in recent years, uh, the demand for screens and motion sensors was, became higher, it's made the, like, the tech was available to developers, uh, who and they, so they were, they were able to, decrease the cost of VR headsets and software uh, by using the new tech that was brought on by smartphones. Uh, then game developers spearheaded the, this new tech as major funders and have created many of the games and prototypes we are familiar with today, which offer the two key elements of successful VR. It's presence, it's like how, re how realistic it is, how convincing it is to kind of take you out of your body and interaction, which is uh, arguably the more kind of important aspect of it, because uh, if it's interactive, it's it, you're you're embodying, uh, you you're kind of embodying it. It'll get you out. It'll get you moving, stuff like that. As that's like why it's, um, that's why it kind of wins over. Uh, phones which like don't really use much energy or you don't use much energy when you're using them okay and a quote from the chapter was all same uh, historical trends in cinema technology bend towards creating realism starting from sound color 3d to faster smoother uh, frame rates and these uh, trends are now being translated over into vr and the same kind of the same kind of uh, yeah same things happen as as in with uh, films 10 years ago. Uh, okay, he made some predictions for the future. Um, in that chapter, he reckons in 10 years, the resolution for VR is going to be so high, it's going to be looking tr like looking through a window. Uh, that's po probably possible, yeah. Um, Microsoft have been uh, boasting about they're going to build this kind of futuristic office where that's just a f like a, a clear area and people are just going to be able to link in with like hollow lenses and work on massive virtual screens as opposed to like the uh, traditional office cubicles like uh, 3D conference rooms will be offered to people and give them the chance to attend important meetings using uh, virtual avatars instead of like trying to make it to the physical office uh, 3D tutorials online 
uh, will be like just the norm. Uh, you'll be able to learn whatever you need to do in a more practical environment because it's like it, and it, they'll be superior to the way they are taught now because you're going to have a virtual like area to practice. Um, okay, the VR's uh, tech that uh, kind of influenced other tech. The eye tracking on the, uh, brought on with the new VR tech has helped advance phone tech. Uh, Samsung Galaxy phone uh, knows exactly where your eye is looking. This helps in the following ways. Um, eye tracking can sense what you're looking at, and you can even like click uh, on something just by looking at it. And um, yeah, you can imagine why that would be good to like disabled users who mightn't have two free hands or you know. Uh, eye tracking can measure thousands of people ga uh, gazers on the same on the same uh, image or website so that's that's good why like you could if you have a website for your business you can uh, understand which parts of the website are just being glossed over and which parts people have an actual interest in app creators um that's great for like just the layout of their app they know what people care about what they don't and uh, yeah, it can, can even detect when drivers are getting like sleepy and just notify them. Yeah, MIT tech uh, can even like um, register people's individual faces and can tell if they're even uh, sad or happy. Can, like a, your computer can even detect if you're depressed. Like it's crazy. Um, okay, so device interacting with devices in the future. That eye tracking is. Um, going to be used for you can just choose stuff with your eyes uh, you can just confirm your selection by speaking and navigating through apps and anything will just be done with simple hand gestures like sign language the way we kind of do it now like pinch for zoom and double tap to enter they're just going to be elaborated on completely like um, yeah okay uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the this, the like sensors that they're using in VR and AR are going to be like applied onto just everyday, outdated um, uh, tech, just like thermostats that'll be able to sense when you're home if you're hot or you're cold, and they'll just adjust themselves appropriately. Smartwatches—they're already out. Like they can uh, they can monitor your heart rates. Uh, they're hooked up to the internet, so they can alert authorities if anything, if any emergency ever happened. Like, um, computer chips and clothing can tell your smart washing machine, uh, like which way to wash them, depending on the material. And like, uh, neuroprosthetic limbs uh, will become more mainstream in the future. Like, there's prosthetic limbs that you can make close a fist just by thinking about it. They'll like map out how your mind thinks about closing the fist and uh, integrate it into a prosthetic limb. So that stuff is already happening. I, like the, um, the tech is kind of primitive still, but we're only really getting started with it. So this stuff is all to come. So he reckons in the future, uh, these are the three stages that'll just, that are gonna happen. So more senses will be added to devices, even ones that surpass human capabilities x-rays, GPS, and heat detection. They'll just be in, like, everyday uh, appliances, like. 
more intimate relations between people and their technologies. That's like just people with prosthetic limbs, people with smartwatches, conferences with VR helmets. It's just going to be an everyday, everyday thing. Um, yeah, and then immersion. Um, to move into the future, we must immerse, immerse ourselves in the new ways of communication and understanding that come with VR and AR. So I suppose that's just uh, people taking a closer interest into uh, the technologies that are coming and kind of adapting with them. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it. I thought the chapter was pretty good. It was pretty accurate. Some of the things were a bit woo, but uh, apart from that, I, I thought it was pretty good.